Hello, everybody. Welcome to Man About Knowledge. I am your host, Arnulfo Diaz, and today is going to be an all-good news edition. Because no matter how much bad crap happens on the planet Earth, there are still good things that happen every single day. So today we're going to be jumping through some articles from various websites that detail some good news in the world. Some human interest pieces, some science pieces. We're going to be jumping all over the place today. And our very first story is about Batman. Well, specifically a man who dresses up like Batman who saves dogs from euthanasia. Coming at you from goodnewsnetwork.com. Published on July 9th, 2019, God Dressed as Batman has rescued dozens of shelter pets from euthanasia. Not all heroes wear capes, but this guy already saved dozens of dogs and cats from euthanasia, and he has done it all while dressed as Batman. The 27-year-old Chris Van Dorn has always been a fan and of the beloved Crate Crusader, so when he began volunteering for various animal rescue organizations around Orlando, Florida, he decided to combine his two passions and use a Batman suit to bring attention to the importance of pet adoption. It kind of just came as a way to embody all the good I wanted to do in the world, Van Dorn told the reporter. And make it easy for people to talk to me right off the bat. Not only has he used the suit as a conversation starter for why people should adopt shelter pets, he has also donated the suit to transport dozens of animals from the shelter to their loving forever homes. Initially, Van Dorden used the superhero costume as a means of keeping all his rescue missions anonymous, but his good deeds finally brought his real identity into the limelight after he was featured as an honorary GoFundMe hero in May. Since Van Dorn launched his nonprofit Batman for Paws in 2018, he has embarked on dozens of hour-long cross-country road trips to rescue dogs from euthanasia and bring them to a loving families that they are willing to adopt them. Thankfully, the GoFundMe article helped to finance Van Dorn's rescue mission since the crowdfunding page has collectively raised over $32,000 over the course of 10 months. Additionally, since he recently got his trusty sidekick, Mr. Boots, licensed as a therapy dog, the two have been making plenty of guest appearances as Batman and Robin at various hospitals around Florida. Van Dorn says that the costume helps to draw them more visitors and takes every, he takes every opportunity to hand out brochures and stickers concerning the importance of adoption. If you would like to learn more about Van Dorn's mission and make a donation to his nonprofit, you can visit BatmanForPaws.com. Isn't that a lovely story? My man dressing up as Batman. If you look at this article, he is, he's cute as hell. He's actually dressed up in the Dark Knight Batman costume in the front seat of a car. And he's got a little cat on his shoulder just looking over as he's driving down the street. It's absolutely wonderful. All right, our next article, also from the goodnewsnetwork.com. You guys should check out this website. It's pretty, it's pretty uplifting. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, right? This one's about trees. For the first time ever, scientists have identified how many trees to plant and where to plant them to stop climate crisis. Published on July 7, 2018, over 0 0.9 billion hatcheries of land world rock would be suitable for reforestation, which could ultimately capture two-thirds of human-made carbon emissions. This means that there is currently an area the size of the U.S. 
available for tree reforestation. The lab uses nature as a solution. One, it better allocates resources, identifies these regions, if restored appropriately, could have the biggest climate impact. It sets realistic goals with measurable target targets to maximize the impact of the restoration project, monitor the progress, to evaluate whether weather targets are being achieved over time, and take corrective action if necessary. If you would like to read more about this article and about the tree restoration project, go to goodnewsnetwork.com and type in tree restoration. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next article... Again, from the goodnewsnetwork.com. I'm just using other articles today. Published on July 8th is about a Good Samaritan app that alerts nearby users to medical emergencies and that has already saved thousands of people. Now, to best describe exactly how this app works, there is a video that I'm going to play right now for you. Here you go. The Good Sam app is available in Victoria and integrated with Ambulance Victoria's dispatch system to quickly connect patients with help in the vital first minutes of a cardiac arrest. Every day, 16 Victorians suffer a cardiac arrest in the community, like Jack, who was suddenly collapsed at home and stopped breathing. His best chance of survival is if CPR is started immediately and a defibrillator is used as soon as possible. Time is critical as Jack's family call 000 for an ambulance. The call taker immediately dispatches emergency services and guides Jack's family to provide CPR while paramedics are on the way. At the same time, nearby Good Sam responders receive a phone alert that Jack needs help. Zoe, an off-duty lifesaver, and Max, a qualified first aider, both accept the alert. Good Sam directs them to Jack's location and where to find the nearest registered defibrillator. Zoe and Max arrive within minutes and perform life-saving CPR and defibrillation until emergency services arrive. Paramedics provide advanced care to stabilise Jack and then transport him to hospital. It takes a team to save a life and Good Sam brings our community closer when someone needs urgent medical help. According to the article, every minute that a cardiac arrest patient doesn't get CPR or defibrillation, their chances of survival fall by 10%. So recruiting the help of nearby pedestrians can often make a world of difference for a patient's recovery. The app's life-saving potential recently made headlines in Australia after an off-duty paramedic received a Good Samaritan notification concerning a 49-year-old man who had collapsed at his Melbourne home in the middle of the night. Since the man lived close to his home, the paramedic was able to rush by his side and give him CPR until the ambulance arrived. According to the news article, the paramedic said this, I didn't even take the time to get out of my pajamas. I just threw on a hoodie and went down to his house. His quick actions ended up saving the man's life. And his rescue is just one of the app's many success stories within the uh, Victorian Melbourne area in Australia. 
Apparently, in that area, the app has already helped save over 20 people. The app originally eliminated its volunteer participants to nurses and professionally trained medical professionals. The representatives for the app have said that they are now allowing any regional residents with basic CPR and first aid training to enlist in the app as a volunteer. According to the Good Sam app website, over 40,000 trained volunteers are registered with the app's international alert system, and they have already responded to roughly 8,000 alerts. Just, just incredible what the web can do for people, allowing people who have the ability to help to get to people who need the help much quicker before ambulances arrive. Incredible. Hopefully we'll get something like that here in the United States. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of legal hurdles. Some people will probably be suing each other. But either way, this is great for Australia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next story, again from the goodnewsnetwork.com, published in July 12, 2018, 109 countries coordinated a sting operation to seize illegally captured wildlife, leading to 600 arrests. This operation was completely spearheaded by Interpol to stop the flow of illegally bought and sold animals. According to the actual article, the operation was called Thunderball. No, it isn't the convoluted scheme by a James Bond villain, but the name of Interpol's largest ever coordinated seizure in history, capturing wildlife traffickers and their ill-gotten specimens. The massive operation involved 109 countries and resulted in nearly 2,000 seizures of protected wildlife, 440 ivory pieces, more than 4,300 birds, and nearly 10,000 live turtles and tortoises, according to the group that organized the International Police Coordination and Crime Control, Interpol. Trafficking wildlife, both flora and fauna, is the third largest criminal enterprise worldwide behind drugs and firearms. Well, one might imagine elephant ivory or exotic big cats its only victim. Many species are targeted including those which aren't yet endangered, where rare wildflower and tree specimens in fact are popular targets for trafficking. Interpol and the World Customs Organization have executed plans like this before. Operation Thunderbird in 2017 and Operation Thunderstorm in 2018. It was Thunderball that led to the identification of, identification of nearly 600 individuals and arrests all over the globe breaking their own record for the third year in a row. Over the month of June, officials seized 23 live primates, 30 big cats, more than a ton of 74 truckloads of timber, and more than 26,000 pounds of plants, and nearly 10,000 marine species. One of Operation Thunderball's primary efforts was to identify routes and hotbeds of activity ahead of time, and by the number of countries involved in the rescue, this was the largest operation targeting wildlife crime in history. On a positive note, the month's seizure included only five rhino horns, compared to 50 seized last year. One Interpol agent said, If we keep the pressure on, and if we clamp down on specific routes in specific countries, it forces criminals to either look at different commodities or either different countries different routes. It's changing the patterns. 
It's a bold action like Operation Thunderball that gives animals a fighting chance. Wonderful article. Thank you, Interpol. Thank you, countries. It's a terrible thing. The trapment and selling of wild animals. Thank you, Interpol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next piece of news. Our next story comes all the way from Turkey. From the goodnewsnetwork.com. Published on July 14th, 2019, Turkey will declare a holiday dedicated to planting trees after a young man's tweet goes viral. A Turkish man made 212 posts on his Twitter account, but a recent tweet sharing that, I have an idea, went viral with over 55,000 responses, and it attracted the attentions of a member of of the Turkish government who vowed to establish his National Tree Planting Day. According to the official, let's set an example to the world and head down a green country to the upcoming generation. Many countries already have a National Tree Day dedicated to planting trees. For example, 34 nations are listed on the Arbor Day Foundation website, each celebrating an Arbor Day that corresponds with their best planting season. Other countries have developed their own versions of National Tree Planting Day, including Australia, Kenya, North Korea, and Iran. But until now, Turkey hadn't had any official push to grow trees for a greener landscape. The Turkish official, who noticed the tweet, is the youngest elected deputy. She replied that she would present the measure within hours to the president himself. And the man who tweeted the original idea tweeted, This is a great idea. We've always worked for a greener turkey and to continue to do so, my friends and I will undertake any responsibility to make sure that we have a national tree planting day. The planting of massive numbers of trees around the world has become more and more commonplace as people have realized the benefits both to the stability of the land and the air we breathe. India previously held the world record for planting the most trees in one day with 49.3 million saplings in 2016 and that one day record was smashed in july of 2017 with 66 million trees planted by india again if you would like to get involved with community tree planting effort the arbor day foundations time for trees campaign was launched and it seeks to plant 100 million trees around the world by 2020 additionally you can check out the arbor day website A lot of trees being planted around the world. Sounds like a good idea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our second to last story involves the science world, the medical science world. Again, from the goodnewsnetwork.com, published on July 3rd, 2019. For the first time ever, scientists have cured living cultures of HIV and eliminated the virus from DNA entirely. In a major, comprehensive effort, researchers for the first time ever eliminated all traces of HIV from the genomes of living animals. The study, which reported online in the Journal of Natural Communication this week, marks a critical step towards the development of a possible cure for the human HIV infection. The research was carried out by a team of scientists from Temple University and the University of Nebraska Medical Center. One of the researchers states, our study shows that treatment to suppress HIV replication and gene editing therapy when given subsequently 
can eliminate HIV from cells and organs of infected animals. Current HIV treatment focuses on the use of antiviral therapy. The ART suppresses HIV replication but does not eliminate the virus from the body. Therefore, ART is not a cure for HIV and it requires a lifelong use. The development of this novel gene editing and gene therapy delivery system aimed at removing HIV DNA from genomes harboring the virus in rats and mice showed that the gene editing system could effectively excise large fragments of HIV DNA from infected cells, significantly impacting viral gene expression. Similar to ART, however, gene editing cannot completely eliminate HIV on its own. The head researcher states, we now have a clear path to move ahead to trials in non-human primates and possibly clinical trials in human patients within the year. Isn't that amazing? We are so close to eliminating HIV. That's incredible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and for our final last story, I'm going to leave you with the video. Now, this video is from a class valedictorian delivering his speech. But what you don't know about this, I'm going to leave you with the last thing. I'm going to leave you with this. <clears throat> I'm going to leave you with the video. I'm going to leave you with the audio from this video of a nonverbal student delivering a speech to his graduating class through the use of sonic technology. This student, who cannot speak, was given the power to deliver a speech in front of all of his students. It's a powerful message, and I really think it's great. Listen to this. Welcome to the class of 2019. My name is Ahmed Ali, also known as Smiles, also known as Hollywood. I am honestly honored by the committee that chose me to give the ceremony speech, and I want to say thank you. Everybody give it up for the Transition Plus Graduation Committee. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me a voice I can use. You impacted me to make a difference in my life and the lives of people looking up to me. Now, I am going to give free wisdom to the graduates. First of all, I am very impressed with everything you have done, and I am really proud of all of you. I can't wait to see what happens when you get older. You will achieve a lot of amazing things with or without disabilities, without a doubt. Secondly, life is basically a marathon. As human beings, we are running a relay race. Your life is a relay race. The track is your life. Every time you achieve something, you pass the baton to the next person. Guess who you are passing the baton to? It's you. Each stage of your life, you are passing into a new you. It's not the end of the line for you, but it's a new you in our beautiful world. Finally, I want to say shalom. 
Ovidur Zain. Adios. Salam alaikum and peace out, my people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that guy was named Ali. And the bad part about this, this is a video where you don't see this. He literally takes a giant stuffed microphone, like a stuffed... He takes like a giant plush microphone the size of his whole head and drops it on the ground as everybody cheers him on. Wonderful stories. I hope that I filled you with some positivity today. Next, next episode's actually going to be about a subject that I near and dear to my heart. And that is the First Amendment. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.